Hello, and welcome to a podcast. I'm Mitchell Regan. You're not Mitchell Regan. I'm Mitchell Regan. <laughs> what is this, a crossover episode? Oh, no, wait, that's another animated you series. Were supposed to, you were supposed to be me. You really fucked this one up, man. I mean, that's not really that surprising. <laughs> it's just because I'm not really title card. Well, I'm Mitchell Regan. Or am I Mitchell Regan? <gasps> You're the clone. <laughs> no, I'm the original. You're the I'm clone. I'm the original. You're the no, clone. No, no, no. I'm definitely the original. No, I'm the original. If anyone's not seen what we're talking about today, they are so confused. <laughs> well, uh, if you have not figured this out by now, I'm Mitchell Regan. I'm and, also Mitchell Regan. And joining me as always is Teresa Stoddard. <laughs> Hi, I'm Teresa Stoddard. <laughs> I'm the original. <laughs> that is one of the best bits on that show, which yeah. is a show that has amazing bits that we will get to. You know what it kind of reminded me of is Bojack Horseman with just like the little pieces they put in there, and then they, I love when a show pays off. Yeah, like they kind of understand what works. Like with the first episode of the new season, when they kept on mentioning we the should name. wait as long as possible to say what the fuck we're talking about. Or we can get right into it. That also would be nice. Well, the title is there, so if they can read, they've got it. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of times the name of the show isn't even uttered. It's exactly. the title card. Um, I've been waiting to get my superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have yours come in yet? Uh, no, not, not yet. Not yet. I'm still waiting as well. So I not drinking coffee yet. No, oh yeah, that was. What if that's when you suddenly like it and you like warm beverages because your superpowers come in and you like warm up after flying around the world and going to Mount Everest? You go to Mount Everest several times and then get beat into Mount Everest. And like Vegas and Paris. Yeah. And the German sausages. So do they get frequent flyer miles? No, I don't think it works that way. I think because they get to fly for free. I think they get to fly for free. So. They don't get to use that as a tax write-off. So it doesn't do, like, it sh- does it at least increase their endurance? We should really talk about, because I think that's the most important question, is not only, like, the mileage situation, but we should also talk about the tax write-offs or, or the specific, like, damage collateral and how much they have to, like, owe in taxes. Because I think that's what our listeners really want to get keyed in on. Well, if anything, um, we've always told you from the beginning, this is a finance podcast. Yeah, from the very beginning. We've been, always been a finance We're podcast. We're just here for the numbers, okay? Yeah, it's a numbers game. We're going to crunch the numbers. Um, crunch, crunch, crunch. If you need help with your taxes, we got, we do not, we do not, we not got, got you. you. It's, it's a joke. Yeah. Well, I think they figured it out. We can keep you entertained during you doing your taxes or sending it to your accountant. We could do that. Like, once we get enough money from the podcast, we're going to have an account because we don't know what we're doing. That or we'll ask Pav to do it. He seems to be pretty smart about math and, like, law and stuff. Yeah. He actually really loves Texas. All right, Pav. Um, shouts to Pav. Um, who helped me a lot yesterday. And shout out oh, to Friday. Kelly Moy. Yeah, also helped me a lot uh, Friday and Monday as well. Um, what we are, though, is a podcast. We are uh, this project for myself and my partner, Teresa. 
um, and we um, watch a lot of television and movies, and then we talk about it on a podcast because uh, we want we to, and it goes from however long we want it to be, and you're keyed in listening, and our listener base has actually increased recently because of I have been grinding the promotions. Really have been, yeah. Now, again, give us your email. Give us your email. We need your email. That's email our newest us. push. We email you. We need the email love. We want, we want engagement. That we is our biggest 1, thing. We need 1,000 subscribers, and then you can hear these wonderful voices read ads, and you know we'll put a touch of sarcasm in. A you touch. know we will. <laughs> you can only do so much before the brands are like, this is not what we want. The thing is, exactly what they'll want or like fresh this food sucks that's not sarcasm that's just me no i know but like hello fresh for those who don't fucking know how to cook that's that is also like have you tried cooking any of those hello fresh stuff yeah it's It's like a billion ingredients no actually not they're actually very simple oh really straightforward i really like it and they give you an advertiser (laughs) they give you a recipe card (laughs) Hello Fresh, we would love for you to reach out to us. Actually, just give us a box for free. Actually, I should message them and see if they have any um, like pro, like if they yeah. give us a box. Any ad things. Them. Yeah, you should. Have you ever done them before? Uh no, but uh, so I'll probably have to write up like a one page proposal and then give it to them. Um, because that's where you make your real money is if you base if you go out to the people um individually. You know, AI could just do that for you. You're like, write a proposal for, and then you can just edit it. I'm just saying. But I'm me, and I can do it, too. So I'll probably just do that. I have too much, like, I need to control all of this. That's why I'm in control of every aspect of this podcast, other than you speaking. That's a shame. I mean, if you could control that, I think I think you would. <laughs> I am working on a prototype. Uh, well, like I said, um, what we are here to talk about today is uh the show comic um and all around just amazing property um invincible uh cue the title card with the blood splatter we finally said it after a whole season um this is he laughs every single time i do i love it so much The creators of this show are Robert Kirkman. And if you're familiar with the Walking Dead universe, he was also the creator of The Walking Dead. Which explains the blood. Get that's. Um, This was originally an image comic series. Um, I will give you the exact run of that in a minute. Um, It ran from... I want to say early 2000, oh, yeah, 2003, all the way through 2018. It also has some um, additional, um, like, in-universe comics with it that we'll talk about maybe later on. Uh, but for the most part, we're really not going to be going into the comics because... I do want to avoid uh, spoilers for both my for both the listeners and also Teresa. Um, I 
uh, oh, oh, sorry, the other creators, Orion Otley, which right now I'm looking at my signed copy of Invincible One in, from in Ryan, our gorgeous curio cabinet from Ryan Otley, who did all of the, uh, or at least most of the artwork for the full run of the comics. Um, I forgot to mention that it also uh, spans not only for those 15 years, but also has a total of 144 issues. Um, it began streaming. It's an animated television show on Amazon Prime. And it um, began streaming in March 25th of 2021. I watched most of it. Um, gosh, I don't remember exactly when. Was that a when, when my brother left? Yeah, I think that's back when you did that. And then and you the, told your mom about it and your uh, brother about it. Yeah. Well, I think I, she was like, your brother really liked the show. Well, she was the one who watched it. I was shocked. What's up, Brandon? You are being sent our podcast, so... Yeah. Danielle gave me your email, so thanks. Appreciate your support. Yes. Uh, the voice cast is incredible. It's me. Um, the voice cast it has uh, Steve Ewan. Yoon, uh, who oh, plays... so they scooped our boy up from The Walking Dead. Yeah, exactly. He plays Greg, not Greg. I always want to call him Greg. Shh. Shh. What's his name? Um, Hold on. I Hold had on. it, and Hold then you said Greg, and I had no idea. Who dated him on The Walking Dead? The one girl. Give me her name. I don't remember, man. I haven't seen Walking Dead in so long. Yeah. Uh, let's say it like just ended. Carl. Um, he did not date Carl. Let me know when you want to be put out of your misery, just like his character was. Why am I stuck on Greg? Because his name is very close to Greg. Greg starts with a G. Um, gun. Um, Gwen. Yeah. Ooh, we're gonna have to mess with the. Nope, I'm gonna keep it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, not with the editing. I was talking about just the voice modulation there. <laughs> uh so yeah, it stars uh, Steve Ewan from the Walking Dead universe. He's also in Ben and Beef. Have there He's... been other Walking Dead people in there that we yes. haven't noticed? Because it's. Hey guys, I've never said this to you before. I'll never say it again. You know, but. Creative people keep their people close. Yeah. This once, is true. Once you got their seal of approval, you're always welcome. Um, he also plays... So, um, another person from the Walking Dead universe is... He was kind of in the later run of Walking Dead, but this guy named Aaron, who's played... Who's Russ... Ross Marquand, who plays Rudy which is a character we'll get into uh, a little bit later. Uh, but it, so along with um, Steve Yoon, who plays Mark Grayson, who is also invincible, um, uh, he is the son of Omni-Man, who is played by J.K. Simmons, who is if you need farmer's insurance or pictures of Spider-Man, he's your man. 
Um, then we also have uh, amazing Sandra O oh as the mom of the family unit, Debbie Grayson. Um, Mark uh, dates Amber, who's played by uh, Zazie Beats. Amazing name. Yeah, amazing name. Great performer. Uh, there's One of also, my favorite characters, Amber. Yeah, she's a great character. She's a much better departure. I will mention one comics corner thing here. They um, did a race swap with her character. Um, We're always for that. Yeah, to have more inclusivity. Um, we also have Greg Griffin, who does a bunch of other voices on the show, but predominantly plays Monster Girl. Walton Goggins, who plays Cecil Steedman, who is kind of the, like, uh, he runs the superhero unit, I guess, is the best way to put it. Uh, we have Jillian Jacobs, who's also one of your favorite, yes. plays one of your favorite characters, and Adam Eve. Um, we have uh, Mark's uh, best friend, William Clockwell, who's played by Andrew Reynolds. Love him. Uh, we have um, Kevin Michael Richardson, who plays the Mahler twins. Uh, the great Zach, uh, Jason Manzukas, who plays Rex Blode. Um, Zachary Quinto, who plays robots. Um, we have Mark Hamill, who plays Art Rosenbaum, who's kind of like the tailor for Superman, for Superman, for all these superheroes. Um, just a, a great voice cast. Um, there's also, um... Like Lenny James plays Darkwing. Uh, Lenny James was the the second guy I think you meet in the apocalypse for uh, The Walking Dead who took care of um, our man, uh, who's Carl's dad? Carl's dad. Yeah, Andrew Lincoln, whatever Andrew Lincoln's character was. He has a boy name. I know. No, but uh, but Morgan. Do you remember Morgan what from The he? Walking Dead universe? Give me the guy's name, damn it. Lenny James. No. Oh, Andrew Lincoln. Carl's dad's name. Um. Jeez. I. I remember Michonne. Yeah, me too. Um, I remember. Um. Bat Boy. Rick. 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 That's a stupid name. So, that's why. Uh, also, Ezra Miller plays a character who actually kidnaps people, so like it's pretty spot on. <laughs> Jonathan Groff's in an episode. Okay, let me ask you a question real quick. What is Jonathan Groff not in? He has some wonderful moments. But also to to add into the the Walking Dead universe, remember you said who's the person that. Glenn Dates. Mm -hmm. I forgot her name on the show, but Lauren Cohen. Oh, what? Wendy? No. Lindsay? No. Um, but she plays... Okay, you're going to have to do the names. Um, It's Maggie. Maggie. But she plays... Um, Who's the one that killed the kid? Oh, I... Lisa? No. Sure. Okay, last but one. Tell me your name. She's not a part of the 
the this voice cast. I know, but I just need to know now that we've like done half a Walking Dead podcast. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to do that's the amount of Walking Dead podcast that we ever have to make, so I'm okay with it. I liked it for a while. Yeah. Oh, it just is it Beth? That sounds correct. I feel like it, her name is Beth. Or no, Beth? Is it? Um, I feel like it's like Beth. I think this is great podcasting where we're all just like looking up names of characters of shows that we have. That's half the podcast I listen to, so. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Beth is another character. Um, Lori? No, Lori's Lori is the, the one that dies in the beginning. No, Lori's the mother. Yeah, she does in the beginning. beginning. Yeah. Oh gosh. She's like a major, major character. Is it Judith? That doesn't sound right. No, it doesn't. She's an older woman with short hair. Yeah, I'm aware who she is. I just don't know. I'm looking at all the names here. Again, this is just the best kind of podcasting I know. Where I'm just buffing while I'm looking at names. I don't think I'm going to be able to find her because I do not see her at all. Give me a moment. All right. While... You keep talking about Invincible. I'm going to figure this out. Oh, Carol. Carol, yes. Carol's her name. All right. Back to title card. But Nicole Byer also is on the voice cast. Who does um, she play? Uh, it says various voices. I love her. She's great. Um, and then, like, even Ben Schwartz is, is on this new season. Do you know that for that show, they... Um do two seasons at a time which show um nailed it oh no i didn't know that that makes sense though i listen she was on um my favorite murder as like a guest and she was talking about that because like they were asking her about season by season she's like i can't tell you we do it at the same time (laughs) oh so anyway the voice cast is amazing Writing is great. It's straight from the 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 comic series. The comic series is not. Uh, it's um, it is from the world of independent comic publishing called Image Comics, which is also what Walking Dead was was uh, under. Um, so there's a few different. I kind of forget that Walking Dead started as a comic. Yeah. There's a few different ways we could talk about the show. Do you want to do like first impressions and then run down the show? And we'll go from beginning to end. Do you want me to explain the net, like what the show is about? And then we could talk about the show after I do that. What do you, do you want me to go from beginning to end? And then you interject when you want to interject. So we can do beginning to end, but first I want to just talk about the animation style. Sure, go ahead. I love it, but it reminds me very much of anime, not so much the typical like American cartoon styles. Right. And I really like that. I like when 
there's new and interesting things for me to look at because for a long time I wasn't really a fan of the you know genre of animation. Yeah. But I've definitely come around to it, especially I think I would say with um, Across the Spider Verse really got me back in. Yeah. Um, Harley Quinn. Yeah. Bojack is not as much as I'd like visually. Right. Um, but Invincible is and. Like I said, Harley Quinn is well, and the Across the Spider Verses, of course. Yeah, it looks amazing. And then yeah, I really like animators. the change from the first to the second season yeah, in the funny. animation style. <laughs> um, it looks so realistic, and they no longer have pee butts. Oh, yeah, that was a big thing. Actually, you know what? I'm going to start here. Okay. So I saw the first season when it first came out. You had not. Correct. Um, after I did that, like start, I I think tail end of like where it was peak pandemic, I started getting into reading comics, and I think the first series that I checked out of the library was Invincible because I liked the show, and I read that all within like a month, all 144 issues. I loved it. It's still one of my favorite works of fiction ever. Um. Uh, season two was announced. They actually announced season two and three at the same time back in April of 2021 because of how popular it was and how critically acclaimed the series was. Um, it, additionally, um, there's been a long wait. People have been wanting, like, it's almost 2024. Where's the show? And then so finally, I think uh, maybe about a month ago, Sometime around the end of September, beginning of October, we finally got like a full on, um, uh, shoot, trailer with a date. And then, um, they also came out with the Adam and Eve prequel, which we'll talk about as well, where we talk like, uh, just like a character spotlight, which Robert Kirkman has said that he wants to do more of, which I'm excited to see. I would really like to see that with Debbie. That would be cool. I do think the ones he's going to spotlight more, though, are the specific, like, superheroes or villains. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get one with, like, Rexplode or Robot or one with, like... Um, Monster Girl. Monster Girl. That would be a really cool one. Um, Immortal, I think, is definitely one that they would go into because he has a very extensive backstory. Duplicate. Uh, Duplicate would be a cool one. Um, so I watched it. I loved it. It's I was so passionate about it. Matter of fact, I was so into it and I loved it so much. I was so worried that you wouldn't like it because I'm a silly human being. And if people don't like the thing I like, I feel like like they get like rejection. They don't like you. Not but it's just like oh man, this is something I really enjoy and I love it. I want validation from it. So I was like, I don't know if I want to share it because if you don't like it, especially because it, it is violent. So um, I want to go through just your, now that you've seen it, because we've, we've binged it in the last like two weeks, probably. Less the first than that, season. it was like a couple days. Yeah. The first season, it's easy. I think it's an easy watch. Yeah. It's only, the first season's only eight episodes. Then there's the Compendium episode, which has the Adam and Eve um, backstory. And then now it's only two episodes. So if you 
uh, want to catch up, this would be a fantastic time to do so. Something really funny that just happened is I messaged Ariel because I was curious. Have you seen Invincible? And she's like, I'm literally watching it right now. Uh, she's watching season two, episode two. I feel like before you told me she was into it too. Well, I probably like for like definitely not this season it was probably like a long time yeah, yeah. ago like two but years i ago. couldn't remember so i was just like hey do you watch this yeah. and she's like I'm, I'm watching it now well maybe if there's a time maybe we can get her on and i told her i was like come here well she doesn't have to come on now <laughs> but um maybe when we discuss for because i i know for a fact well she's we'll planning probably... on either we go there or she comes here for thanksgiving break oh because she just hasn't had any time off you know right right so that'd be fun and the kids could get together all right back to getting the podcast back on the train nope um so what were your initial impressions thoughts and then we'll go into the plot and then like our thoughts about it well you kind of hyped it up as being super fucking violent and i, I watched it and i was like there was like no violence yeah because at the beginning you're like oh even luke would enjoy this i still think he would enjoy it and i while it's violent it's such fake violence that i don't really think it counts okay I in mean, my like... in my opinion okay like i don't know how he'd actually feel about it but i just it's like so silly and most of the people aren't even like like people people it's yeah. very but there's a lot of like human like body parts <laughs> like but it's it's so like fake though it's not yeah i guess so like i wouldn't do harley quinn because of like this right the, the content content right. but this is like there's none of it's like sex sex it's like they maybe kiss and like say they're gonna fuck but that's it like right right it's not like dirty um well because it kind of starts out and i don't want to get them but like it's a family drama being like yeah and it like kind family of, superheroes it kind of doesn't even like it. it doesn't even curse that much it does but yeah so yeah i guess if you're don't mind violence you could watch this with your kids as long as you know like they know it not first to do and, it yeah yeah and, you know um so what were your initial thoughts uh, what did you think so again obviously spoilers all around spoiler 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 what did you think of the twist when you found out that Omni-Man was bad? So, like, it didn't shock me. Okay. Is it because of the mustache? Yes. Mustache <laughs> men are evil. Um, no, I just... Something about him. Really? I think he's too much of a Superman for me, and I'm not a Superman Man. Well, I have a question for you, um, which is obvious because it's the only one here. And so, just, what do you think for about? Me? Oh, good. What do you think about evil Superman stories in general? I think they make a lot of sense because there's so much unchecked power, and they only have one teensy tiny like kryptonite, <laughs> you know, named after Superman's weakness. Um, but yeah. Um, I don't like Superman's. I don't like that much unchecked power. I just don't. And I get bored watching it. So like when, um, when Invincible and Omni-Man were fighting, I got so bored. I was so over it. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I think that's one of the most exciting parts of the whole show. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't care. I know, you're not really into, and I, I'm not really into beat him up too, but I think the things that were done in animation that I've never seen before. Like, when he takes his, you know, like, Invincible's head and smashes it against everyone in the in the subway, I was just like... Yeah, that part was really what cool. What the hell? But, it but was yeah, just the punchy the, punches. When it's just them one-on-one, -on -one, I don't care. Yeah. I, I, I get that, too. But I'm talking about, like, just, like, dark Superman stories. Like, this is kind of more pulled from the comics, but there's a great run where Superman doesn't go to um, America. Instead, he goes into the Soviet Union, and he's the Red Sun. Because and I'm not going to lie, that's a cooler name. Yeah, it is cool. But I think I think what happens is, like, Superman was a story that was made all the way back in, I think, 1947. Um, with Action Comics number one. Um, I think it's because, like, back then they didn't have to compete with anything else. Sorry, even further back there, 1938. Well, I also think it's, like, the whole idea of the American dream. The whole idea was, like, it was, like, alive and well, and obviously, like, we ignored all of the other issues with, you know the socioeconomic issues and all that stuff at the time. So it felt good to be like an American. And well, I feel like it started out as war propaganda, I believe. Probably. Well, honestly, it really started out as the two. Um, I never thought I'd be talking about Superman on a, on a podcast, but uh, two um, Jewish artists, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster wanted to create a superhero for America as like to beat the nazis yeah um but the and history then of that is very fascinating and then captain america was created shortly after that for the same idea there's a really famous frame in one of the first captain america comics where he just sucker punches hitler in the face um so yeah a lot of it was propaganda but i think obviously like especially in our like very very um, late stage capitalist society, you have more popular things. I know it's not a thing that you've seen before, but The Boys has a character that is terrifying named Homelander, who is like supposed to be what a Superman was evil. There's Omni Man. Okay, but is it evil or is he like leftist anarchist, like fixing things? Oh, he's he's straight or, up evil. Okay. He's I'm like I'm very into an anti hero doing the good work. Well, Omni Man isn't like that. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, he effectively just wants to conquer. So, uh, what other impressions? I think Omni Man is a very, very, he's such a basic bitch, honestly. Like, well, that's now. He gets, and I think the end of the fight, he is a little bit more complex. But honestly, like, I don't care about him at all. I know. He, he's not your favorite. One of your. Now, all of um, Debbie, Mark, um, Mark Hamill. <laughs> Is you, art art? Yeah. So I think you're really more interested, not really in like the character of Omni Man, but how Omni Man affects the other characters. Yeah. Um. Like it was so unnecessary when he fucked with his bestie. When he went up to the car, all like grimacing and glowering. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he was out of his mind. I love him so much. I want to watch trashy TV with him so Literally. much. 
Any other impressions, thoughts? Um, so for Omni Man, because every no, not just Omni Man, but the show in general. I'm gonna need a little more guidance with that question, sir. <laughs> well, did you wind up liking the series? Do you not know that? Do our listeners know that? <laughs> yes, I like the series. Because we, we podcast about stuff that you didn't like. Oh, well, our next podcast will say that. Oh, really? On um, the movie we watched today. Oh, oh we're not going to podcast about the movie. Yes, we are. Why? I wanted to do the one that was more... And we'll talk about this offline. No, but... I thought I... we were going to talk about Loki next. Okay, but this is for our special project. Yeah, yeah, but that's going to be later on down the line. I know, but we can record it right now so we don't forget all of the drudgery. Oh, I remember it. Well, I would like to do it first, okay? Okay. okay. <laughs> well, I just thought we would save that for the end no. of the month. Okay. We won't post it yet. I okay. just want to get it done. Oh, sounds good to me. Anyway, thank you for listening to a uh, meeting, a meeting <laughs> on the podcast. Um, That's the best type of things out, though. So going back, so you, you liked it. I loved it, yeah. What do you What do you love about it? Um, the writing is so good. Okay. Um, the animation, so good. The storyline, so good. Um, and it kind of does things a little differently while also, like, making reference to things that are familiar. So, like, I don't know personally, um, like, Immortal, but he fucking looks like Wolverine. Or, like, I don't hmm. know... It kind of is a little bit of a Wolverine yeah. sample. So you're take, saying, like, taking all these archetypes, like Darkwing for Batman. Yes. Uh, Red Rush for Flash. I also really like that um, they're kind of going up with, like, the conglomerate of Marvel. Oh, yeah. And Disney. Like, it's very... Like, we already know DC is definitely the, like, middle child. One of the things that made me laugh the most while reading the series is there is this great panel... That has Spider-Man in for like one one small panel, but it's almost like a, a like a hey like we could do this kind of thing because we're an independent comic. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder if, like, they'll, if they'll do that for the show. Okay. Also, dear listeners, um, you will not believe this based on any podcast you've heard from us, but Mitchell used to not be a fan of Marvel movies when we first started dating. He was like, meh, I don't really watch those. And then during the Panini, he had some time <laughs> and watched Express. it from beginning to end. And now this boy has Marvel in his blood. Yeah, like literally I had a blood transfusion and it turned green. There's some adamantium there. Yeah, adamantium. Um, the bone claws are there, but they came out of somewhere else, so it was very disturbing. Moving on, I think I'm going to start from the beginning and talk about the plot and I want you to jump in okay. wherever you like thought about this. So um again, if you haven't seen it, all this is spoilers. But we start Mark Grayson. Uh actually even before that we're introduced to the Guardians of the Globe, which is like a Justice League um or like an Avenger stand in. We have War Woman. Uh War Woman Aquarium, Aquarius, the the guy who's it's like definitely the, not Aquarium. Um, but he's like the king of Atlantis, yeah. and instead of it being a human, it's like a 
dolphin fish yeah. kind of character. Um, Darkwing, who's like a stand-in for Batman. Batman. Red Rush, who's like a stand-in for Flash. Um, I don't remember. I like that even like down to the coloration. Right, right. Um, and then like Immortal, who who leads them. Um, they stop the Mahler twins. Um, who you're is no, you're the clone. You're I'm the, the original. Clone. I'm the original. I'm OG. Um, but they're they are like brilliant scientists who have like figured out how to like uh genetically enhance themselves so they're like super strength. Um, but they're smart enough to know that if the other one was the clone, they would kill them or you know, something else would occur. So they put it where they can't know. Right. They're smart enough to know, but I think part of the fun is they like fighting with each other. Well, I think they also said that they don't want to know who's the original because then they would expand the other one, like you said. Yeah. Um, but during that fight, you're introduced to Omni-Man, who's like the Superman of this universe. Um, he goes home to his family, uh, and then you meet like the protagonist of the story, Mark Grayson, who still hasn't gotten his powers, but he's Omni-Man's son. You also meet uh, the mom, who's Debbie Grayson. Adam Eve. Um, you, Mark Grayson is uh, very brave, stands up for this girl who's being picked on by this uh, creepy bully. Um, and in a long string of times uh, that you will see, he gets his ass kicked um, if there's anything that is most ironic about the title of the show and his name is he has to be invincible for the amount of time so he gets his ass handed to him. <laughs> um, um, so you're introduced to Amber. Um, Adam Eve. Uh, you're eventually introduced to Adam Eve later on because uh, we don't meet Team Team till later. But Adam Eve also goes to his high school. You're introduced mm -hmm. to William, who's his best friend. Um, eventually, uh, down the line... He Mark finds out he gets his powers. He throws the garbage all the way out into the space uh, when he's at work. Uh, and then what is going to be a large theme of the first season, uh, his father trains him in being a superhero. So he becomes... And you can tell that he's so excited to finally do that because right. he's now a Viltrin. Yes, Viltrumite. Viltrumite. Uh, so we're, we get backlog about what, who, uh, Nolan, where he's from. He's not from Earth. He's from this planet called Viltrum. They're supposed, we're told that there are peace, peaceful people that come as ambassadors to help planets. We're lied to. Yes, we'll get to that later. We're lied to. So <laughs> um, Mark is super excited because he's part Viltrumite. His father... Seems has clicking feelings, which will definitely also be a theme that goes through um, by the end of this episode. In the um, beginning, her his parents actually like each other. Yes. Or uh, it's a very or... happy family. It's a very happy family. Um, and then cut to then Mark finally um, gets his suits, gets his name, title sequence, done. Except we're not done because as many times in this show... Uh, we also are shown a post-credit scene. They have them a ton. Mm -hmm. And in this post-credit scene, we are 
getting snapshots of all the guardians being called to their headquarters and no one knows why and then enter in Omni-Man. And to say that Omni-Man um, like straight up murders every single... Oh, I forgot Mar Martian Man. Martian Man's also one of them too. I like Martian Man. I like Martian Man too. Um, straight up murders every single member of the Guardians of the Galaxy and then done. Like, um, bingo, bingo. Second episode. Second episode. We are uh, in the aftermath of the uh, whole incident because also not only does Omni Man murder all of them, but because he is like ex had to expend all that energy, he's passed out. They don't know what's going on. Uh, there is a demon. Uh, private Eye called Damien Darkblood. I love him. He's awesome. Um, who is trying to investigate the murder. He almost knows firsthand that there's something more than just meets the eye um, with not only um, suspicions against Omni-Man, but knowing that maybe he is the reason why everything went to shit. Um, we're also introduced to Teen, Teen, Teen Titans. I said the wrong one, but they're called Teen Team. Uh, this is made up of Rexplode, uh, Adam Eve, Duplicate, and Robot. Monster Girl. Uh, not yet. Monster Girl comes later. Monster Girl is when they form the Guardians of the Globe. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, here they, in this episode, they deal with these um, creatures from the aliens from an interdimensional invasion where they come back several times um, learning more and more how to um, like be better at invading Earth. Um, they're the ones that hide inside you, kind of like the thing or alien, right? No, they're the ones that oh, come through the... Oh, those are the ones from Mars. Yeah. They're the ones who come from the portals. Um, and then they come through... keep shitting portals. That's new. That is new. They uh, come through the portal like three times. Um, so like the fly. And the sure, and the first time, uh, Mark gets again gets the shit kicked out of him, uh, and he tries to save this woman, this older lady, but in trying to save her, he like pretty much kills her, takes her to the hospital, and this is like the first time he's like, oh, like not all it's it's not just fun, like also bad shit happens. When it you're like a matters. It's real. Right. This um, isn't a movie. Uh, then Omni-Man wakes up, uh, the third time they invade, he just, like, goes to their planet, destroys it completely, and this is kind of the, uh, not the first time, but the second time you're like, this guy is just, he's not only just, like, because, like, you're, you're wondering, like, oh, why, why did he kill all the Gardens of the Globe? Is there, like, another alternative meaning? But then you see him go to this other planet, and he just, just completely destroys their planet. Um, I think he likes it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's this whole background that we learn about eventually. Um, the third one, third episode that closes. Um, that episode when he comes back after destroying their planet, he also really wants to. Um, he also really wants to uh, get his suit back. Um. Uh, he doesn't care if it's like 
um, any bit of uh, evidence or anything. He, he, he wants a suit from when he murdered all the guard, guardians. Uh, third and episode. Then he keeps something. And then he what? He keeps proof in his closet. Yeah, well, because he wants to hide it from Cecil. Well, okay, why didn't he like put it somewhere else? Get a PO box. Oh, I forgot. In this episode, you're also introduced to Cecil instead, and um, Donald, who like again control like everything Bobby behind Hill. the signs. What's that? It was like we had Donald growing up, Bobby, Bobby Hill. Hill. Um, and then you, he's suspicious of Ani Man, and you find out his whole deal where like he just. Is, is secrecy like imagine all of the things that you find out about um all the things that you like all the conspiracy theories that exist about the government cecil is like the guy who would be the one who runs all the conspiracy theories um so anyway third episode they have the they bury the guardians of the galaxy the guardians of the galaxy look what i did <laughs> the guardians of the globe they wanted you to do that um robot uh tries to now um build his team uh cecil gives him the go to be the leader of the guardians of the, of new guardians of the globe that's when we're introduced to monster girl we're introduced to black samson we're introduced to she's not in the original in the comic i don't think but the mini girl the girl who could change different sides, sizes. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll find out who it is. Um, but uh, they formed a new team in that episode. Um, I think that's also the episode where Rex Blood cheats on um, Adam Eve with duplicates. Uh, by this time, Mark is also dating Amber. And Adam Eve likes him. Yes, that is a very important. I really hope they get together. Gonna move on. Do they get together? I, I don't want to spoil anything. I'll tell you off podcast because okay. that we haven't gotten there yet. I know. Um, so that's pretty much it for the third episode. Nothing really crazy beyond that. We do meet an amazing uh, bad guy in this episode. Was it Doc Seismic or Professor, the the guy who we saw in this episode too, yeah. where he tries to destroy Mount Rushmore? He's just crazy guy. But he was like this, wasn't he like socially conscious about it? Yes. Oh, he's socially conscious, but like ridiculously so. It's like, I'll destroy lives because you're eating Mother Earth. And it's like, well, I don't know. Um, oh, that's the one that started describing buildings and they're like yeah like yeah every building i like that joke a lot yeah you could do wood um so after that episode uh people are damien darkwood is really suspicious of of um uh, omni man by now a lot of people a lot of signs point to him being the one who murdered them all we of course know that but the characters don't uh fourth episode they try to get nolan to go to um uh, outer space because they want to do an investigation but him not know but instead Invincible goes so you go to Mars uh, they go to Mars and um, Nolan and Debbie go on vacation um, while on Mars you encounter the uh, little Mars um, 
like face huggers who if I remember correctly they oh gosh I forget what they're called they're like um but they can they can control anyone they control any human um and basically make them do their bidding uh and they can try and control an entire society um uh, obviously invincible saves them i should also say this before this we also meet al the alien who is voiced by seth rogan who also has a vested interest in this show and also wants to wanted to make this a movie like a live action movie um then the next episode is maybe one of my least favorite ones uh, but it introduces a lot of characters that will come back later on. And that is the one where um, it, again, it shows a real dark side of Omni-Man because he pretty much just watches his son get his shit kicked out of him. Um, this time it's because um, he wants to help Titan who's voiced by another amazing voice actor, Mahershala Ali. Um, and Isn't he in... Um, he's in a whole bunch of stuff, man. Luke Cage? Yes, he was the bad guy. He was Cottonmouth in Luke Cage. Um, so, again, uh, they, they team up to stop a mob boss, but he also set up Mark the whole time. And then... Uh, remember the mob boss's name, Machine Head? Yeah. And it has one of the funniest lines in the whole show, which is, wait, which one's Machine Head? It's like, obviously. Uh, there's a big fight that ensues. Um, um, Invincible gets really hurt. So does Monster Girl. So does... Black Samson. Black Samson. Um, and Robot, I think, a little bit. Well, yeah, and then they wind up still being able to defeat the rest of the characters that they, the the rest of the villains. Battle Beast winds up becoming very important later on, but um, who you were very mumbly. Battle Beast. There we go. Um, but I don't want to talk too much about that because again, that might be spoilers. Um, but that's pretty much it. Uh, again, the really scary thing is the fact that like. Nolan just watches his son almost die and does nothing to stop him because he is hell bent on making sure that he doesn't do something like that because he doesn't really have an interest in protecting humanity. He really only has an interest in like himself and what the Viltrumites like code is, which we'll learn about that later on. Uh, Then we go to college for a visit. Um, that's where we have Jonathan Groff, who plays the guy that William is really into. And then he, uh, has unfortunate plastic surgery. Um, I was really glad that they let him survive. Me too. They make really great choices in this, Mm -hmm. including one of the best choices, which we'll talk about later on. Um, so anyway, they go to the, the college, um, and Invincible is like, actually, maybe I don't want to be a superhero. Maybe I want to go to college. Which is a really important with thing. With my friends. like That's one of the choices that Adam Eve makes in one of the earlier episodes. And that's such just like, you don't know what you're doing at that age. So right. like, even though you're not a superhero, 
It's the same. He's going through the same exact things. What's really great about the show is how it balances so many different things that it is. Yeah, it's it very is applicable. It is a superhero drama, but it's also a high school drama. You know what it kind of reminds me of in a weird way? What's that? Is like a superhero Daria. Okay. I've never seen that. Okay, where well, we have some work to do. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I'm pretty sure it's like 20 minute episodes, so you'll be good. Uh, anyway, so um, Mark and Amber are really serious. He's struggling with the idea of telling her that he's title card, invincible. This is after like 20 times of him disappointing her and being a bad boyfriend. That's true, too. Um, William discovers that Mark is invincible on this episode. Um, and it wants is to go flying. Hilarious. Hilarity ensues from that. But it's also definitely very heartbreaking because he was like, if you would have left earlier, this would have right. happened. Right. And so he's... Which Marcus, I don't feel like he could say that for sure, but... Well, Mark is judging... Like you said, there's a, it tackles many different issues and Mark is really trying to find that work-life balance and it's just not working out for him. Yeah, and you know, like, he's... Okay, this guy is his first, like, real love. And, like, you have to remember that that kind of stops your brain from working oh yeah as far as like him being upset so like it feels 100 times worse and yet the worst thing that could possibly happen happened so like he's dealing with a lot yeah that's william i was talking about uh but yeah that, that is something that because william blames mark for not being quick enough to save his boyfriend because he doesn't want to he's more interested in making sure that he can get back together with amber anyway um the next episode is a, a fantastic episode uh, where uh, Debbie finally confronts um, Omni, like her husband, Omni Man Nolan, um, and tells her that she knows that he murdered the Guardians of the Globe, and she's upset with him because she doesn't know why he would do that, why he would lie to her. Um, and he just goes off and crazy looking for Mark, uh, which is a, there's a standoff between Mark and William because he's like, where is he? We need to find him. And then everyone is trying to find uh, Mark while he and Eve are just off helping farms and talking about like, not sure what they want to do with their lives. Um, so... Uh, and this all comes down to the final confrontation of the season, which um, oh, one of the things also is, I think at the end of episode six or the end of, at beginning of episode seven, Mark finally comes clean to Amber. But in one of the best decisions yeah. that the show ever made is Amber goes, duh, I know you're invincible. I know you're a superhero. That's the only thing that explains it. Why didn't you tell me earlier? Which is amazing because... He thought everything would be fine once right. he did that. But it's just the fact that she was has been like, this has happened so many times to her. She's sick of being like third, fourth, fifth, seventh place, and then lied to over and over again. And so, and I love that she just, she knows it. She puts together that Omni-Man's fa his father, which was, makes the next episode so devastating, which is that co final confrontation between Omni-Man and Invincible, you finally find out that Viltrumites are actually 
like warlords. warlords who take over planets and enslave the, the population. They're very much like Daleks. Oh, that's a really good comp. Yeah, and they think they're the most superior being in the universe as well. The only difference is like they're not in a trash can with like plungers. They will punch you through skyscrapers and in like grab you and send you against a subway train in Chicago. Yeah, I like or, that part. Or punch you against Mount Rushmore. But again, I, I think I wish I could punch some people against Mount Rushmore. I think uh, this also has some of the most terrific lines and the, the most heartbreaking and terrific lines in the whole show. Oh, especially when he called her. He calls his wife, Mark's mom, a pet, a pet. I love her like a pet. No, your mother's like a pet to me. Right. Oh, do you love mom? She's like a pet to me. Because you find out that they live for 500 years, which pays off later in the episode when uh, Nolan is you know, where Mark won't join Omni-Man on his quest to enslave Earth because um, he's a good person. And he likes Earth. And he and likes Earth and he wants to protect it. And um, so Omni-Man decides that the only way he could do anything is to beat his son into it. And he is just evil. Like, he is just straight up just so, so freaking evil. Um... Uh, I'd like to see he and uh, King from oh oh from Loki and no, the Marvel Moon. Universe. Flower Moon. Oh, King! I thought you said Kang. I mean, Kang could work too. Kang King. <laughs> anyway, Kong King Kong. <laughs> yes. Um. So finally, um as he is like thrashing him against the um you know everything yeah everywhere everywhere all at once um he finally he even hit him with an everything bagel he finally um that may not be true flashes back <laughs> to a time when um he's playing uh, mark is playing baseball and he's like what is the point of all this but you know like there's some like empathy in him just some empathy and he reaches that he... i think that goes down to just like being a father yeah so like and at the very end he remembers that while these are people of earth and everything else that this is his progeny this is his son this is like it's not just some person it's not just some planet right and i think um it also speaks to him and the fact that like he'll be killing a part of himself and he's way too selfish to do that right so i don't think that their homecoming is as gracious and pretty as like one may think because i don't think he could kill a piece of himself right more uh, so than not wanting to harm his son. and he still has a little bit of that human empathy mm -hmm. um uh, i'd say more like he well, like does but as an act like this it's is like what an I act, but do. I feel like that it becomes almost like a self-defense or like a mechanism of like but because of living here for so long it's almost like a learned behavior yeah um what was I gonna say oh so beyond that um oh and then you have the great I love my favorite line is 
he asks his son, after 500 years, what will you have? What will you have? And his son goes, I'll still have you, Dad. I'll still have you. And that right at that moment, he just trucks it. He just goes. Um, and then you're seeing um, just a compilation of all the things, all the threads that are still there. Um, you know, Cecil, again, is talking to Mark, and he's like, we're going to help stop him. But you also find out that there's, like, a lot of shady shit he's doing including using the person who kidnapped William's boyfriend, develop an entire, like, robot army for him. Um, he has an entire room where it's, like, you can't see it um, because they put fluorescence in the water supply. Um, like, just... That's kind of like in The Curse, how they have that house built. Oh, yeah. Um, another interesting show. Anyway... To, so to end it off with, um, there's a great, um, almost like comic relief, uh, Al the alien comes back to visit and to warn Mark that there's a Viltrum I, uh, on the planet. And he's like, yeah, I know, that's my dad. Um, and then so just in the same way at the beginning when he thought Urath was Earth. Um, I mean, that's an easy mistake to make. He makes another mistake. But um, one of the things he does remark is that that is the first time that anyone has ever heard about a Viltrumite leaving their post. Because once they are told to take over a planet, they are relentless and they do not stop until the planet is taken over. So uh, end scene on season one of this fantastic show. And we had to wait a very, very long, like, two seconds to just turn it to the next I one. I had to wait a very, very long time. Well... Uh, but we are treated to this <laughs> wonderful um, standalone episode with Adam Eve. Um, and we get a background on her where we find out that she was created kind of uh, in a lab by this uh, scientist named Dr. Brandyworth. It was very, very, very like Stranger Things. Oh, it was very Even Stranger down Things to the music. Like, yeah. I loved it. Um, but the. Uh, background on her is uh, you you kind of grow up with like the show grows up with her mm -hmm. um, you know you find out that she's really into science because she could see her parents are not supportive no her mom like, tries horrible. to be but her dad is horrible uh, you also see the um, effects that um, like she going she's discovering her powers uh she realizes she can't turn anything into like any humans or animals can't be morphed by her but she can create anything um in the like she can just create anything from nothing because she's able to manipulate like all atoms, atoms. and eves um <laughs> uh so she like very young tries her hand at superheroing because she wants to make a difference she wants to do something that matters. I love when the babysitter comes over and she helps him with his homework. Oh, and yeah. Then, then she does all of it, like yeah. the whole book. Well, and then she uses the Legos to create all the molecules. Yeah, and, and he's like, she's creating molecules. This one's this one. Imagine that as your study guide. Like, wow. Cool. It was really cool. Um, but obviously because, um, you know, 
America is America. They were supposed to develop her as a weapon because she ran, like, um, the scientist helps her escape um, and puts her with a different family. That's how we meet the mother and father. Um, so a changeling situation. A changeling situation. Um, you find out later on that they're still trying to develop something like it, but they're not as good. Um, so because they don't add empathy. Right. They don't. They don't add empathy. The the extra stuff that Brandy Worth does. Um, so they're able to like change parts of them, but they can't like create matter. They can't create things out of nothing. Um, so she's in a showdown with people who are her quote unquote brothers. They're upset with her because she is like the perfect version and they keep on being told that they are like lesser than imperfect. Um, they wind up killing them all, which is something that happens a lot in the show. Uh, but she gets captured. Um, then we find out the mother's still alive. They kill Brandyworth, the mother. And then Adam Eve goes, but like Phoenix from X-Men powers. And um, you kind of see that the full extent of her power goes all the way to like Scarlet Witch from the Marvel Universe mm -hmm. level where she can almost create an entire reality of her own. Um, again, such a cool character concept such a cool character yeah i love her so much um i hope to do more of these with more characters because they were awesome so now we are on the second season second season starts off with one of my favorite um like talking about uh a, a like a kind of an anti-hero but also straight up bad guy we have um the awesome choice to have uh, voice actor, um, oh gosh, who's the one who voices him? That was not a really good transition for me. <laughs> oh, there we go. Sterling K. Brown voices Angstrom Levy, who has the ability to Leave. shit portals. Um, not really shit portals, but she, he has the ability to create portals. So we have right the we have the multiverse in Invincible. A matter of fact, um, Robert Kirkman. Yeah, multiverses are all the rage. Robert now. Kirkman was interviewed about it. Like, do you think it's like everyone else is doing it? And he's like, Invincible is just now the multiverse. Um, but obviously, this was a, a comic arc that was done way back in the early two thousands. So this isn't like new territory. It's just going through it. So the Maulers with um, Angstrom Levy create this device so that he's able to have all the knowledge of all the other multiverses. Uh, you also find out in other multiverses, uh, Mark makes the decision to join his father and destroy um, Earth and enslave it. Um, so it's not what you want. So, matter of fact, it's um, in Mark's universe, that we, the Mark Grayson that we know uh, in the universe we're watching, it's one of the only ones where he decides to uh, go against his father. So, um, Which is very much like that coming-of-age story where you can't always just stay at home. You have to do what's right for you. Right. You're coming into your own... 
other things that I really like about this episode is that how much Invincibles is struggling with like, oh my god, I can't get mad because if I get mad, I'm just like my dad. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh my god, I'm getting really angry. I don't want to get angry. So he's not, he's he actually reaches out to Cecil to see if he can help him like get into superheroing again because he doesn't want to like end up like his dad. Um, Which is very commendable for a teenager, right? Superhero, right? And it's it's a, and like it's really hard being a teenager. So you throw being a superhero on top of that—that's so much to deal with. And on top of that, it's not only uh, that specific thing, but you also are dealing with like relationships, right? Which, um, you know, at the end of the season, he rebuilds them. At this season, the beginning. They're still going strong. Um, and now we are most recent episode, um, which is a really nice change of pace. It kind of sets the table for a lot of what's going on this season. You have the Guardians of the Globe training and then um, um, kind of uh, dealing with the Lizard League, which is such a great punchline. You also have the... Um, uh, Mark going and um, he, he's honestly really a lot of this season so far is him kind of like making amends for his father. Um, Adam Eve is seeing like the limitations to her superpower and that she's not able to fix everything. I just want to say this is another great example of like just a really good son. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a great... And when he sees her crying and she's hiding... And then he just goes and holds her. Yeah, a lot of this is also explores into how Debbie is dealing with Nolan's betrayal and I still think she should get with Art. I know, you should think she should get with Art. Um, But I really am looking forward to I don't want to spoil anything at least on the podcast. I don't want to but uh, I'm really excited what they do with Angstrom Levy and the multiverse. So I'm enjoying how like at length we've been doing this so i think we should do each episode sure so, I'd be, you have no idea how happy that would make me i, I think i do okay <laughs> you sound the most hyped on this podcast than you have on any of them you're gonna i like the on draft the... one and i like the other no, ones no you're so hyped right now it's well i love cute. it it's one of my favorite works of fiction <laughs> ever like as far as any story that's ever been made i remember i i i think you were with me when i watched the end of when i read the very last issue i yeah. like cried i was just i was so sad it was done um and oh my god the like i hope that they get a chance to tell the whole story uh and i think i think amazon will because there's such a big amazon has so much money and there's such a big um like uh, not only big but very loyal fan base to this comic series um that i think that I know they really they renewed it for season two and three, but I think they're probably gonna have to get at least four, maybe five seasons to tell the whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, if I look at the comic book, here's a really good bet. If I look at the comic book, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen volumes. If they took the time to do Three, each three for five. volumes for five. Now, the lot of things, the real big things that happens 
in the comics that's different is they really draw out the um, family relationship and family dynamic. And Invincible has a lot more time to be a hero before they do the heel turn with Omni-Man. Like, you really are convinced Omni-Man is just a great dude. Well, I don't mind that choice. Yeah, I think it's better for television than they yeah. did in the first episode. Um, but I yeah. think even if it had been like 10 years of that, I'm not shocked that Omni-Man sucks. And I will tell you, I will tell you that, uh, you know, dear viewers, I mean, dear listeners, like, the best parts of the comic have yet to come. There are just, just incredible... With and turns and... Yeah. And they are setting up things that you don't realize that they set up. Um... And, and it's just, it's really exciting. Uh, if we are going to podcast about this every week, um, then you'll hear our thoughts. Um, I'm loving the way this season's going. I love the show. There's literally, like, little to no Ooh, we could even do, could do, like... That would disappoint me. During the break, we could do a speculation episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll have to guide it, though, since you know what's going right. to happen. Right, yeah, you will have but... to guide it. <laughs> You'll take over hosting duties. Um, Hi, this is Mitchell Regan of a podcast. Um, Maybe I'll get a voice module. Do you have any speculations or anything you're interested to see? Or um, I think they've really like kind of tied up the plot, and they're just sort of introducing season two. Okay. Of the plot, so no. I would definitely say to watch out for the. The Martian storyline. Yeah. It uh well I know there's one inside of him right now. Well he is a Martian. And he can't he switched places with the astronaut. No, I thought that that Mark has some in him. No, he doesn't. Oh yeah. Kind of seemed like it. Oh no, 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 he doesn't. Matter of fact, the face huggers it bothers me, I don't remember the name of it. Um they try to bond to him, but they can't because of his Viltrumite DMA. Oh, yeah, because he has, like, what, three guards? No. I think you think of Time Wards. No, that's too The much. Martians have three chambers in their hearts. Maybe that's what I was doing. Yeah. All right. But, um, yeah, the three chambers in his hearts. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a fantastic show. I'm excited to talk about it. I love the comic. Um, a lot of it's on Hoopla. So if you ever wanted to read it, or if not, like, totally understand, but it's very no, readable. No, I definitely do. Um, maybe that'll get me back into reading. Maybe. I might reread it myself. Yeah. Because it's, it's so good. It's just every single issue uh, so well done. Again, the art by Ryan Otley is incredible. Um Obviously, the uh, um, also the other illustrator, Corey Walker, who is also credited as, as part of the creator of the show, and then the writer, Robert Kirkman, wrote every, every single issue, nice. which is not something you see. Yeah. Stanley has not written every single Marvel comic, so that's one of the wonderful things about it. Um, but uh, is there anything you're looking forward to? I know you said you really, you're hoping for... I want Adam, Eve, and... Adam, Eve, and Mark, and there I go. want Art and Debbie. Yes. Pretty fair. Pretty fair. Um, 
if you and I wouldn't mind Amber being a like a throuple situation. Um, if there's anything else that you want no, to go I think over, we've pretty much covered it. Um, okay. if you want to hear us do more deep dives on stuff, this is probably the deepest we've gone, other than on like specific movies, right? So well, we can't, we tackle almost the entire season, yeah, we, in two episodes. we really love it. Um, yeah, we want. We want to hear from you. We still don't have that uh, interaction. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get it. We better. Yeah. <laughs> and just as a reminder, and I know you kind of talked about at the beginning, um, it reminds me of the great uh, Guillermo del Toro, what he said at the Oscars recently uh, when he won for Pinocchio. Oh, the animation is real. Not, not animation is real, but it's animation is cinema. Yeah. And in that case... If you're resistant to animation because it's like, oh, cartoons, but for adults, what? Um, and But you like good stories, you got to check this out. This isn't Simpsons Family Guy, American Dad, South Park. It's not like, it's not raunchy like that. It's not like, it's, it's not just trying to push your buttons. It's not just like titillation and like making you laugh for absurd things, family guy, other things like that. This is it could easily be live action. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's I mean again, uh, I think animation is a wonderful way to tell stories. Yeah. And this is just one of them. Um that's all I have to say. So thank you so much for listening to everyone who's stick with us this far. I hope you continue. Uh that's why we do it. And I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, I'm Mitchell Regan. All right. A couple little reminders here. We're on Apple. Go give us reviews and rate us five stars. Um, Still on Spotify. I'm currently compiling an email list. So if you're sick of finding a place that hosts podcasts for you to listen to, I can go ahead and send every new episode directly to your inbox. Straight to you. No middleman. You get it right when it comes out. Um, So that sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Um, If you want to talk to us, fanofapodcast at gmail.com. If you want to recommend something to us, tvandmovierex at gmail.com. Um, as always, I have all my socials listed. Um, if you find it in your heart that you want to donate to our show, help things move right along, we will take that and I can let you know how to do that for us. Um, my what cash app is T-U-H-R-E-E-S-U-H-330, and it's Teresa, so like phonetically my name. And, um... Yeah, because we're really trying to push with ads with um, we want to get some better equipment. So so we sound better for you guys. Um, and just like just we want to keep putting everything we can into this. I probably spend 100 hours a week on this thing. And that's not some exaggeration. I am constantly doing graphics and everything else. And I can see just from the beginning till now just how much we've improved. And we started with a sure thing. So, like, I really think that this could this could really go places. Yeah. We're almost 10,000 um, listens, mm-hmm. which is not something I think either of us thought could happen at the beginning. 
Um, so yeah, thanks so much for listening. We will be back with another podcast soon. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.